0: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wobon. The NFL season begins tonight, Tone. You got football fever?
1: Tony Kornheiser, maybe. Does it cause pelvic hives? I've got let's some of that. that.
0: Let's hope. Let's hope yes. that's not it. We don't want that. I'm really so glad in the football's
1: nation. back. You know, I'm glad college football's back. I'm glad pro football's back. I yeah. like watching football. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode. Aaron Judge is getting more expensive. Carlos Alcaraz wins a thriller. And Steve Young joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with tonight's NFL opener the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. Buffalo is emerging as everyone's pick to get to the Super Bowl this year. The Rams got to it last year and they won it. Wilbon, which team do you have more confidence in as we head into this season? The one that won, the one that's got a Super Bowl ring which you
0: saw Aaron Donald point to. Give me that ring. And I have more confidence in them. They just won. And they got guys in their primes, guys probably like Aaron Donald, leading a path to the Hall of Fame. I, I mean, nothing against Buffalo. Tony, I was covering the NFL for the Washington Post in all those seasons that the Buffalo Bills got to and lost the Super Bowl. And along the way since then, Tone, I have grown... To not just respect the Bills, but love them and admire them and what they did, with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas, who I just ran into in Dublin, in Ireland, of all places. Thurman Thomas, one of my favorite players from that drop. era. It is, and you know what, Tony name and Andre drop. Reed and Bruce Smith. I love them. What they did was so difficult. People don't even have the wherewithal, they don't have the stamina to do what the Bills did, which took guts. Frank Reich, all those guys. Marv Levy. I root for them. I'm rooting for them right now. But I don't have more confidence than I have in the reigning Super Bowl champs. Come on now.
1: Yeah. So I had this right last year. And I had it right with the Rams before the season 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 even started. I got it early. It's the greatest prediction I ever made. I am not going to do that again this year. I mean, you know why, Mike? It is so hard to repeat in the NFL. The last team that repeated was the Patriots in 2004 and before that, was John Elway's Broncos in 1997 and 1998. So it's like, it's 25 years, you know, only twice has it happened. So I'm going to tell you I'm more confident in the Rams, but for two reasons. One is that Sean McVay is 5-0 in opening games. That's a small point. But the second part is, because, Mike, I think it is much easier to navigate the NFC than the AFC. If you are the Rams, you're worried about Tampa Bay. You're worried about Green Bay and maybe you're worried about San Francisco. On the other side, and I got I to gotta read it because I wrote them down. On the other side, not only Buffalo, Kansas City, Tennessee, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Bengals, maybe the Broncos, maybe the Ravens, maybe Indianapolis. Mike, when you get in the starting block in the AFC and you look to your left and you look to your right, there's speed. There's yeah. speed there. It's you harder the to do. And Buffalo hasn't been back in 30 years. It's true. But, Tony, half those teams are going to
0: underperform. Half of them are going to suffer season-ending crushing injuries. And then it's going to swing to the balance. And there's going to be six weeks of, oh, my God, the NFC is better than we thought and all this sort of fake drama when you know not all those teams in the AFC are going to be great. And Buffalo is at the top of the heap to me. I'm not saying I favor them to win. I might take the field. But I like what Buffalo's done. I'm just saying I'm rooting for the Bills. I mean, I'd I'd like for them to get one in my lifetime. They're the Cubs for me in pro
1: football. It's not not been 108 years, but it's worthy. You know, It's an upstate New York team. People from Binghamton have season tickets and go to the game. I know. I know they do,
0: yeah. Let's move to baseball. In a career year, and a contract year for Aaron Judge. Judge hit his 55th home run of the season yesterday. He's now on pace for 65. And he's a free agent when the season's over, having turned down a seven-year, $213 million offer from the Yankees already. Club president Randy Levine just called him an all-time Yankee on the show podcast. So,
1: Tony, can the Yankees afford to lose judge at any price? Just as an aside, before I get to this question, I wish I could drop Thurman Thomas' name and Ireland like in that? the same sentence. Saw but as him you lunch, know, I never leave my saw house. Saw Thurman Thomas. Yeah, I never leave my yes. house. Yes. Here's the thing. Here's In the thing. Ireland. The Yankees, the Yankees are not going to lose Aaron Judge for money. The Yankees' history indicates they have money and they spend money. Now, Aaron Judge may say, I don't want to play there. Maybe Aaron Judge wants to go back to California where he was born and raised. But if they lose him, it is not going to be because of money, right? Gehrig, Ruth, DiMaggio, Mantle, Berra, Jeter, when they got somebody they want— they keep that somebody. So if Aaron Judge leaves, Mike, it's because he wanted to leave. It's, I, it's just not going to be about money. I, Tony, I agree, but I'm going to take the different side of this. You're right. You're right. People
0: sometimes just say, you know what, I want to go play there. Albert Pujols leaving St. Louis, which I still think, oh, my God, if he'd stayed in St. Louis. But, Tony, I'm yeah. going to look at this a little differently from the, from the club perspective. It doesn't matter if Judge leaves. They'll just replace him they'll just go spend and pick up somebody else and maybe that guy'll be a 340 hitter as opposed to you know a 60 home run hitter he'll do something else he'll function in that way this is what the Yankees do what the Yankees do more even than keep their big stars happy is win and winning is franchise in you know in American sports so they, That's right. it doesn't matter if can they afford to lose him to answer the question hell yeah they can lose him And he might be out there like Albert Pujols making $35, $40 million a year and seeing his production drop from 40 home runs a year to 22. That might happen to him, too. But if I'm the Yankees, I ain't worried about who's going to take my money and am I going to be great because we've seen them succeed at that.
1: If I'm the Yankees, I want to keep Judge, especially if he hits 62 or more and he has the record for my team. And I want to keep him because he's carrying a team right now. Because Stanton, who they spent a lot of money for, actually, it's the Marlins. He's always hurt. But hurt they, they got a the time. He gets hurt all the time, and Lemayu yep. was hurt right now, and Aaron Judge. And I think I have this right. In eight of the nine last Yankee wins, had at least one RBI, and at one point had home runs in seven Yankee wins in a row. So you don't want to lose him. We move now to no. tennis, where we are down to the semifinals in the U.S. Open. The feature match on the men's side will be Francis Tiafoe against the highest remaining seed, number three, Carlos Alcaraz, who didn't get off the court last night until the fifth set ended at 2.51 in the morning Eastern time. Well, but I know you watched all of it because I woke up to your excited texts about it this morning. After all that, five hours, 15 minutes out there. Advantage Tiafo? Yeah, big advantage.
0: Because Alcaraz also, in his previous match, played five hours. He's gone almost 10 hours, 9, 20 or something, in his last two matches. Yes, major advantage Tiafo, But let me go back for a second. Tony, it's one of the greatest sporting events I've ever seen. And that's what I watch. All right, I don't stream stuff. I don't binge watch, you know, Netflix. I don't do that. I watch sports, all of it, all the time, as you know, because you've known me since I was 21 years old. This is one of the greatest sporting events I've ever seen. Not just one of the greatest U.S. Open matches. These guys were drop-shotting each other and running down balls and spraying balls down lines and cross court in every way you can imagine, and playing even a little serve and volley for five damn hours. It was great. It was great theater tone. And I just wish more people could have seen it. It's three o'clock in the morning in the East. I'm in the Central time zone. It was yeah. almost two here. Oh my God. But Tiafo now has an advantage. He has an advantage tone. A okay. dude, played 10 hours just to get to Tiafo.
1: Normally, I would agree with that. Normally, I would say Tiafo had an advantage, especially if they were playing today. Alcaraz is 19 years old. <laughs> 19-year-old in New York City is staying up till 3 in the morning every single night. Mm. He has a full day to rest, so I think he's going to be okay physically. He's the three seed. Tiafo is the 22nd seed. I will tell you still in my heart, and I want Tiafo to win in my heart. I believe it's advantage Alcaraz at this Ugh. point. And by the Ugh. way, if you, think, if you think, and if you watch Tiafo, you think no. he hits it hard, Alcaraz hits it 300 just as hard. miles just as hard. an hour. Whoa! Whoa. Does he the hit
0: it? The human body Whoa. ain't meant to do that again. Tiafu just has to make this kid work and hit balls back at him. And you know what? He's gonna wilt because he's not gonna go. 15 hours okay. in three matches. You you didn't watch this here thing. Is, here I is Tiafo's big advantage. at those
1: guys. Tiafo's big advantage is the crowd. He's going to have that crowd. It would be great if an American no. won this tournament as it but was they great love that when Ash Barney won night. in Australia, they loved as it was great last as Andy though. Murray won in Wimbledon. Let's yeah, take a break. Coming up, how should Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers cope without their go-to receivers? We're going to ask Steve Young. We'll ask him also how Trey... Lance should feel about Jimmy
0: G breathing down his neck again with the Niners. Tone, the crowd loved Alcaraz last night. It's going to be a split crowd. I'm They're telling you to love right Tiafoe now. More. It, okay, Tiafoe but, but not, not overwhelmingly. Not like Serena Moore.
2: Not- Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric E Bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America.
1: In a story we broke right here exclusively in our first segment, the NFL season kicks off tonight. That makes it a perfect time to welcome back our great friend, the quarterback I was lucky enough to coach at Greenwich High School. Except for that loss to Darian when I was out with the flu, Hall of Famer Steve Young. I know you love those intros. Great. I love those references. Great to be with you, Tony and Michael. Both Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers lost their big play receivers in the offseason as a quarterback. How would you cope with that? Uh, look, I can tell you this. If
4: they wanted to let Jerry Rice go out and free, free agency or traded him, Eddie DeBartolo and I and Bill, well, we would have gone to fists. Like, that would have happened. Like, it would have, we would have gone <laughs> – that would have been it. So, that, so the fact that they, neither Patrick nor Aaron went to fists must mean that the game has changed enough – and that it's so much more wide open and receivers are more wide open that maybe you can get by without these you know kind of hall of fame type of receivers. So I, I to me the fact that Mike Murphy and Aaron Rodgers didn't fight, they must have talked about talked it out because it makes no <laughs> s- like no ever.
0: Uh there's nobody better to talk to about the 49ers quarterback situation than you. And of course, the Niners are happy allegedly to have Jimmy G back and staying around for another season. But if you were Trey Lance, Steve, how would you feel about Jimmy G
4: sticking around still? Look, it's awkward. It's incredibly awkward. But in the end, and I would say this to Trey, Trey, you got to go climb Everest. I said this earlier in the week. you got to go climb Mount Everest. and You're in the base camp. You're in the tent, and the wind's howling, and you got to go do this. And in the tent with you is Sir Edmund Hillary. Like, does it matter? Does it make the hike any less hard, more difficult. What he has to do out on the field to take a Super Bowl-ready team, a Super Bowl-ready coaching staff to the Super Bowl is an incredibly difficult project. Who cares? The fact is it's going to be awkward. They're going to boo. They're going to want Jimmy sometime during the year. The locker room's going to be a little weird. I get all that. But just focus on the fact that you have this great opportunity to go take this team to a Super Bowl and don't think about anything else. Go climb Everest yourself. And by the way, Jimmy Grappolo, he got fired from this job. So, like, don't worry about it. (laughs) That was such
0: good advice for Trey Lance. Now I'm going to ask you to give some to the guy I'm more interested in, Justin Fields, who will be against Trey Lance in the opener right here in Chicago, Bears, Niners. Steve, you got sacked a lot when you were a young guy. Justin Fields, similarly athletically to me, I'm hoping he has your success ultimately, but what would you tell Justin Fields because he's
4: going to get hit? Yeah, and I would tell him to do what I did was I metaphorically threw the mechanic in the trunk. Like, hey, we're, it's a process, and we're going to do it along with all the talent that I have. The talent that I brought to the table, my dynamic athletic ability, I'm going to extend on that. I'm going to move. The ball's going to move. I don't care how we do it. It might not be pretty. I remember Bill Walsh would always say, Steve, no one knows where you're going. Your team doesn't know where you are. And I go, Steve, yeah, it works on the other side, Bill, and the defense doesn't know either. So, you know, <laughs> it, can work. it can work positively too. So as you continue to develop into a sophisticated passer, I don't want to have him doing that on game day, if you take it. I really want him to be doing that during the week. And on game day, let's move the ball. Let's make it happen. Throw the mechanic in the trunk and let's play some winning football. And in time – I'll get the expertise
1: that I'm ne- that's necessary. Let's move to another quarterback. Baker Mayfield has what people are calling, and they should call it, a revenge game against the Browns in the opening week. Do you play any harder? Do you play any better if there's actually a personal grudge on the table? You know, Tony, I always
4: laugh at this, right, because – oh, yeah, I'm going to really want to win this week. You know, I'm going to be especially focused. Like, just tell me that you're going to turn the TV off and study an extra hour. Or you're going to put your phone down off a of TikTok and actually study an extra hour that you did. Now, that would be a revenge, right? That I actually got better and a step-functional improvement in my processing. Because that's how he's going to get true revenge is actually play better football. To have this moment like, oh, I'm mad at Cleveland. I'm going to go get him. Like, you're wasting your time. Go get better, actually, in, uh, you know, with preparation.
0: Anytime somebody can take a shot at TikTok, that is such a great moment. Steve just taking a shot at TikTok. Usually
1: that's my role. That's great. (laughs) TikTok, well beyond me, much like the Hulu, well beyond me. Bills and Rams tonight, Steve. Which team are you most excited about between the two? Uh, You know, the Rams
4: won the Super Bowl. I I actually, you know, for the first time in 20 years, I actually picked a preseason, you know, the team went to the Super Bowl, so I picked the Rams. But they win the Super Bowl, and L.A. went – yeah, cool, great, uh, nice. Yeah. If the Bills in the Super Bowl, you guys know. I mean, it wouldn't be an eruption that we couldn't even exhibit. And the fact that my buddy Jim Kelly danced around it for a long time and teased it with a possible Super Bowl, if the Bills can do that, they're going to rename it Josh Allen Falls. Like, it's going to change the whole you know, landscape. So, I, look, I'm excited for the drama of the Bills actually doing something great. So it starts tonight. I hope for the Bills to go the distance.
1: Thank you, Steve, as is always. Awesome. So good Steve, to have thank you. thank you. Great to have you. Good to uh, see you. Guys you guys are the best. Awesome. You can catch you can catch Steve on Monday Night Countdown from Seattle. Let's take one last break, but still to come, how concerned should the Padres be about Juan Soto? And after Dylan Cease nearly threw a no-no in
0: his last start, what should we expect from him tonight against the worst team how in the How about Steve League?
1: Young referencing Sir Edmund Hillary? How That's about either, that?
2: You know. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live.
1: Happy time, people. Happy 77th birthday, Rogie Vachon. History lesson, kids. Rogatien Rosaire Vachon is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He began his career as a backup goalie to Gump Worsley in Montreal when the Canadiens were winning all the time, and ended his career in Montreal as a backup to Ken Dryden when the Canadiens were still winning all the time. Vachon was on three Stanley Cup winners in Montreal, but he demanded to be traded after Dryden beat him out. Vachon went to the Los Angeles Kings, where he was twice an All-Star. Vachon, who grew up on a dairy farm in Quebec, played 18 years in the league, and eventually became general manager of the Kings. He was the GM when Wayne Gretzky joined the Kings. Yeah, I don't
0: know that he gets credit for arranging that trade like GMs no. often do, but it's okay, he was the sitting GM, as you mentioned. Tone, what a what a transitional figure he was, and look at the people he was involved with in his life in the NHL from Gump Worsley to Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, I mean, that that covers a
1: whole lot of time. And greatness. Really does. Happy anniversary, Mark McGuire. On this day 24 years ago, McGuire broke Roger Maris's all-time single season home run record with his 62nd home run, a searing low-line drive to left field against the Cubs. McGuire finished that season with 70 home runs, only to be eclipsed three years later by Barry Bonds hitting 73. Only three men have hit more than 61 home runs. McGuire twice, Bonds once, Sammy Sosa three times. All three of these men are widely considered to have used performance enhancing drugs. None are in the Hall of Fame. That is why so much attention is focused on Aaron Judge. If Judge hits 62 or more, he will be widely credited as the legitimate single season home run champion as he is considered clean. Tone, I don't know quite how to feel about this yet, I was at that game, covering it for
0: the Washington Post, and it was so spectacular. I, I, I remember having chills yeah. watching the home run. You know how much I, I hate slash admire the Cardinals. But then you mention Sosa's name. Sosa's the only guy to do it three times. But then you have these circumstances. Oh, I don't know. Henry Aaron, the real home run king to us, never hit 50. Didn't do it once. And what are we supposed to make of all of this and judge? I don't know, but that night, it was still magical. The further I get away from it, Tony, I'm, I am I make my peace with what that night meant, what it sounded like and looked like with Sosa and McGuire.
1: Happy trails to last night's game for Juan Soto. Soto, the Padres' shiny new toy, left last night's game against Arizona with a right shoulder contusion after being hit with a 91-mile-per-hour fastball from Diamondback picture Tommy Henry in the third inning. Soto said he'd be able to play against the Dodgers tomorrow. Since coming to San Diego from Washington, Soto has struggled. Batting 232, three home runs, only six RBI in 29 games. In his last 20 games, Soto has only two extra base hits. Josh Bell, who came to the Padres with Soto, is hitting just 193 there. Closer Josh Hader, who came from Milwaukee, has a 15.26 ERA in 10 games with San Diego. Not awesome! Is it possible the Padres are simply
0: the Brooklyn Nets of Major League Baseball? They can line up all I know the that's stars they want
1: and they're not going to yeah. come through? Is that possible? Yeah, no, that's your theory. We'll see. It looks like they're going to make the wild card. Let's go to the big finish. Let's Clemson do- and Dabo Swinney agreed to a 10-year, $115 million contract. Is that too much? $11 million a year, too much for to Dabo? No, it's not too much. No, it isn't.
0: Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yourmark tells The Athletic He'd like to expand the conference out
1: west. Okay by you? doesn't matter what they do. They're a non-conference. Go get Hawaii. You know, you lost Texas and Oklahoma. Stop it. White Sox A, still in C, Scott, within one out of a no-hitter in his last start. What do you expect tonight in Oakland? You
0: can't expect any the White Sox. They disappoint you every time you think they're on a roll. It's Oakland. Beat Oakland. Chad Johnson will be part of the Fox Sports Studio coverage of the
1: World Cup. Does that make sense to you? I didn't know he was a soccer guy. Apparently he's played semi-pro soccer and supposedly loves it. Last one. Game five, Sun at the sky tonight. You're going to be there. Who you got? I got a great seat. You know who I'm rooting for. And
0: I'm ready to celebrate going back to the finals of the WNBA, Tom.
1: We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike
0: Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple Podcast. Tony, how about those Nike tennis shirts with the stupid zipper down the middle? It's the ugliest tennis clothing ever made. Oh my God. Now, Don't like them. Don't like them.
2: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two,